0: Hi5gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.hi5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it.
1: Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me in the Above180.com podcast is Matt McNeil. Matt is a global ambassador for Storm Bowling. Matt, Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Thanks, Tim. Always great to be on the show.
1: Well, Matt, as the year wraps up for many people, I thought it'd be good to catch up with you and talk about just some, some general bowling topics that... People start thinking about as the bowling season progresses. So let's begin with one that I, I get emails on this all the time, and I see people posting a bit, uh, quite a bit about is regarding bowlers who are who maybe they're looking to make a change in equipment. Now maybe they're they're either looking for a different company, a different manufacturer, or maybe they're just looking for a different. They want to try some different stuff in the same manufacturer. I guess what advice would you have for that bowler when they're looking for new equipment? Well,
0: I, I think the big thing that that I try to walk bowlers through when I'm, when I'm interacting with them, either if it's at an event or in the pro shop or on the lanes or anything like that, it's, it's really identifying uh, what you need and what you don't have currently. I mean, you know, you walk in, you look at a, you know, probably uh, most bowlers bags probably have two to four balls in them. Um, Sometimes what, what you get is you have, maybe two to four balls that kind of all fit the same uh, makeup, if you will. They're, you know, they're all maybe symmetric and maybe they're all solid. and Maybe they're all drilled the same and maybe they're all kind of along the same surface because generally what we find, or at least in my experience, what I find is you get a guy who comes into the pro shop and says, wow, I love this ball. I want another one just like it because he had so, that bowler had so much success with that ball. So they tend to kind of, bowlers tend to kind of of accumulate balls that that do all the same types of things. Um, So for that, I'd say for bowlers looking for new equipment, I would say go into, I'd highly recommend going into a Storm VIP Pro Shop and saying, hey, can you look at my arsenal? And, and, you know, if you got six balls, bring them all in and say, what do I need to replace here or what do I need to add to make sure I have a well-rounded, uh, bag, and sometimes you might need to add, you know, like a like something like our phase three. It's a little cleaner and a little quicker off the spot than the phase two. You know, so when that phase two gets a little lazy down lane and starts leaving some weak corners and weak ten pins or stuff like that, then it's a, it's a great time to get that phase three in your hand, which will definitely give you a much better reaction there. So, um, you know, or if you need something a little cleaner with a little more back end, you can try a uh, the, uh, the that fearless or the uh, sorry, not fearless wild streak from Roto Grip, and that ball is really clean and it provides a good amount of back end without really sacrificing the middle part of the lane. So, um, you know, those are just a couple of options, of course. But uh, my big recommendation is really go into a storm VIP pro shop and have a trained professional look at your arsenal and help you identify what you need. And that way you can uh, you can be a lot more tactical with uh, with your next ball purchase.
1: Now, Matt, one of the things, I don't know if bowlers quite as much get hung up on this these days as they once did, but pin placement, pin up, pin down, et cetera. Is that as big a deal as what people can make it out to be? Or do you want a mix of that? Or is it really more, I mean, cover stock and drilling layouts as opposed to really where that pin is sitting?
0: Well, you know, I think a lot of people do, you know, like you said, Tim, they, they say, oh, if it's pin up, it's going to go long and, and, you know, and flip hard. And if it's pinned down, it's going to roll closer to me and be a little smoother. And, you know, we have found and we've proven that it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, the pin up, say a pin up drilling for bowlers will actually get the ball to pick up. Uh, more the middle part of the lane it'll still provide more flare down lane it will do that but the ball will actually roll a little more just because you're standing the core uh standing the core up now vice versa when you get the pin down that actually creates a little bit of a cleaner and smoother response off the back end so you're going to have a little more float through the fronts and the middles and then just a nice smooth uh more predictable reaction uh off off the back end so like I said, I recommend making sure you have a variety, right, and making sure you got a couple balls that, that would be pin up. So, you know, if, if you need to uh, be, on a say, on a fresher condition, I think something that's going to roll a little more in the middle and provide you with some back end is, is a great option. I think if they get a little wet-dry or a little over-under, then you definitely want something pinned down that's going to be a little smoother and a little more controllable. And not so violent off the dry if you miss out to the dry a little bit. So that's kind of what I, I recommend bowlers to have. And then, you know, I think I, I really think there's probably about most bowlers, at least the real probably high level players, they, they generally only use maybe two to four layouts on all their equipment. They really just read what the ball's manufacturers do. So if we have a slower response ball from storm, say like an IQ two or solid. Okay, that is a slower response ball. And what I mean when I say slower response is that the ball doesn't is not very angular off the end of the pattern. Right. It's nice and smooth and controllable. And it's a great benchmark ball. Um, Generally, you don't want to drill balls that are meant to be slower response to be a quick response ball, because it kind of goes against the grain of what the ball is manufactured to do, you know, versus, say, like a high road or a high road pearl you know, a ball that's pretty responsive and a little quicker response off the back end, generally speaking, you don't want to drill those balls to be slower response. You want to drill them to be quicker response, and that's where you're going to get the pin up closer to the vertical axis line and shorten that pin buffer distance, which will create more flare and a quicker response down lane with more angle. So um, kind of in a nutshell, without talking over people's heads, and I hope I didn't, you know once again this this really all comes down to uh, you know talking to your uh, local storm VIP pro shop professional getting their input and also you can go on to YouTube and storm bowling has a great uh, great collection of uh, educational videos that can that can really help our con- our uh, consumers and, and our customers out there help you make your next decision about how to lay out the next ball that you get
1: And along those same lines, Matt, I I actually was doing that myself, and I was looking at a few in the roto-grip line, and one of the unique things that I like that they're doing on the roto-grip side, I haven't watched enough on the Storm to see if it's on the Storm side as well, but you're you're having people send in their videos, so it's not seeing a guy like Matt McNeil or Pete Weber throw the ball. Who's going to throw it exactly the way they want it every shot? It's it's everyday average bowlers out there sending in their videos, and then you can see how it relaxes. So I like. I think that's a great thing that you guys are doing there with that part of the you know the videos, so people can, can watch it roll down the lane. You know, like it, like I would you know possibly throw it, or like you would possibly throw it, as opposed to some of the the uh, stars on the PBA and PWBA tour
0: if you watch Jason Balmani throw, throw a ball, I mean, he, he could make a square roll good. Uh, so You know, sometimes that doesn't always help you out. Um, what, what's a great resource is you can definitely go onto our website. And we also do, we do uh, lately on the Storm side, we do uh, the Stroker, Tweener, and Cranker. So you can see all three reaction videos from three different styles of players. And you can try to identify which one you're a little closer to. And hopefully that helps you uh, helps inform you make the uh, make your next ball purchase.
1: Matt as we uh, as we move on here let's talk about we, we were talking about bowling and, and let's say house patterns it's something that's a, a very vague term that's used in our sport but all house patterns are not created the same what's some tips for someone to identify that house pattern and um, and try to so they can ultimately score the best on it because the minute someone says house program right away in your brain you're thinking oh that means that, that translates to easy. That isn't always the case, but what are some things we can do as competitors out there to help read that house pattern a little bit quicker if it's a place we don't usually bowl?
0: Well, if, it, if it's not a house that you typically bowl at um, and, and say they're uh, going to put out, you know, their quote unquote house shot, um, you know, that really just means that you're going to be bowling generally on a higher ratio of pattern. Um, most house shots are, are pretty high ratio. Now what, what happens and this is really dependent on a few variables uh you know you're you're going to look at your your lane surface how much friction is there how how old it is you're also going to look at think of keep in mind topography um that's a big big uh in you know dictator of how lanes play these days um but also you're going to you're going to take a look at who you're bowling with and what they're doing during practice right now if you have guys throwing sanded balls you know, starting at fourth arrow and, you know, maybe trying to just play all oil and not getting it right at 10. Well, you better get left of them. And your whole night of league is going to be relegated to playing pretty deep inside. And I don't think you're going to make them much better versus, you know, say you bowl a team that uh, has a couple straighter players, lower rev players on them. That's, that's going to benefit you because they'll they'll make them pretty nice and they'll blend them more than they make them even more, you know, they'll blend them more than they will cliff them. And and that's usually a benefit for, for most players. So there's a lot of variables in there, Tim, that, that I'd say the bowler has to be conscious of, but generally when I'm bowling league and, and this is, I think, and I I know I'm speaking from a left-hander here, but this is somebody who's bowled. you know, I've bowled league for plenty of years and I, I'm pretty observant. Left or right, I would make sure to just bring three balls that one's going to be a little slower response and a little smoother. And I would say make sure to have one kind of in the middle. Um, so, you know, you could have like a – I would say like an IQ tour solid and then maybe like a halo vision or a physics. And then I would probably have maybe something like uh, like a phase 3 – or a high road or a high road Pearl uh, or or something along those lines. And I think if you bring some kind of an arsenal similar to that, I think you really increase your chances of not getting stuck. And and that's the worst thing for a bowler, especially when we know the lanes are are inherently easy uh, and, you know, we're making good shots off our hand. We just can't get the ball to read the right way. And we're getting a lot of, you know, wrap tens or, it's either a rep 10 or a four pin, and, and you're watching some other guys uh, of, say, lesser skill, uh, skill or ability uh, shooting 230. I, I think that's really the pulverizing effect, and, and that's one of the things that just as a bowler I hear a lot of people gripe about is they really don't like watching that. And that, I think that's why people get turned off of competing on house shots.
1: All right, well, Matt, let's move on. USBC Open Championships making changes this year up in Reno. It'll be the first year when our minors events will be competed with four people on the pair. I'd love to get your perspective as someone who's had some, uh, a, some a, a lot of success bowling the Open Championships. What, if anything, I mean, I don't want to say what is that going to change with things, but will it you know have you started thinking how that means you might be approaching things a little bit different even though again like you said you're uh, on the left-handed side of the lanes
0: yeah i mean I, i think it's really important you you know who you're bowling with on that pair and you put like you know you put similar styles on the pair and you know as as a i'm a team captain so i i made sure i had our dates squared away and i got all our players organized and Um, It takes, I put a lot of thought into pairing our players up for our doubles pairings and making sure who's on what pair with each other. That's really, I think the biggest thing that this change brings about is if you only got four guys on a pair, um, you can be very, very uh, conscious of how you break the pair down and, and how you play the lanes as a group and as a team to ensure that the scoring pace goes up and you make the lanes easier instead of making, uh, instead of maybe playing them wrong or not playing them together and making the lanes more difficult. So I think that's one of the big things. The other, the other benefit I see to this is the pace of play goes up, you know, and when, when bowlers get on, you know, into that good rhythm, you're able to keep that rhythm now with only four on a pair. So I think it's a great move by USBC uh, to, uh, to A, increase the, the speed of play, but then I think the, the players that come and really put forth a lot of effort to play the lanes as a team and work together as a unit to help each other out and give themselves the best chance to, uh, to put up a bigger number, I think it benefits them as well. And really, that's kind of at the heart of the tournament. It's a team tournament, and the most prized awards are, are really the team all events and the team awards. So, uh, so I, I just th- I think it's great. I think those are the two things that kind of stand out in my mind. And uh, you know, everybody who goes to the tournament, I, I would make sure you're talking to your team captain about, you know, how are we going to organize the doubles pairings and who's going to be on what pair.
1: All right, Matt, Then I'd be remiss. Another thing I see at league and hear a lot of times from from folks is um, is urethane, and um, and you have it on your side as well out there when you're bowling on the on the PBA tour and doing some events and doing tournaments. And then on the right side, we have it as well with people. But how should we approach that when it comes to the Open Championships? Because there's some places where it doesn't matter. It seems like if they put out a 37-foot pattern or a 42-foot pattern or a 46-foot pattern, urethane is always in play on either side of the lane.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> urethane is kind of a real head-scratcher. You know, if uh, I think if we would have all stepped into a time machine and gone back to 2009 and told 10 year ago versions of ourselves that urethane would be as dominant as it is in the modern sport of bowling uh our our previous selves would laugh at the guy that steps out of the time machine because it just we didn't think like that as bowlers even 10 years ago and that's really how how drastic and quickly urethane has has started to change the sport and generally the folks that like to use urethane are, are, are high rev folks um, because it offers them a very stable and controllable ball motion and they can play straighter. And, you know, if I had a big rev rate, uh, you know, say 500 plus, I'd probably throw urethane in a lot of places because you can use enough surface to get it to hook. Now, the problem is, is if, you know, I'm, I think I'm Tim, I'm 340 on a good day. I don't know about you. Um, But when you're competing on the same lanes or crossing or following folks using urethane, it is so imperative to really be conscious of where they're crossing at the arrows and where they're getting the ball down lane and really trying to avoid those places. Now, that might relegate you to some areas of the lane that are not as playable as maybe say where where the urethane folks are playing, but... You know, it's it's really your only choice because fighting urethane is is a very difficult thing. You know, and that would put you know, it puts you into the situation where the front hook a lot because they're using you know, say three sixty or five hundred grit, and you know, the urethane ball really doesn't soak up a whole lot of oil. It's a very you know, it's 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 a very uh, non porous surface. It's uh, it's it's very slow. It's 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 just kind of like a snow plow out there. And so it shoves all that, it takes the oil from the front, really deposits its down lane and makes the back ends very, very tight. So in that case, you're going to want to get to a ball that's probably asymmetrical, um, that's going to allow you to be a little cleaner through the front, but it's going to be very slow and smooth down lane. So I would say like a gravity, a shined up gravity evolved or or maybe a a halo vision with maybe two to three thousand on it. Um, you could use even like a, maybe like a uh, halo pearl or say uh, an astrophysics with some surface on it, maybe because that's a pretty clean cover. It'll still let you get down the lane. The big part about the, using the asymmetrical core is it'll roll a little closer to you and try to give you a little more response off the spot, which you'll need because the urethane has made the ball has made the, the back end so tight. So Tim, it's, it's it can be very, very frustrating, and I know firsthand because I bowled the, uh, against Jacob uh, Butteruff at the World Championships on that TV show, and I didn't miss for uh, I didn't miss for ten minutes. And then the lights came on. He bowled two games. I came over had six practice shots, and I don't think I hit the head pin once. So um, I, I definitely know and emphasize that it can be very difficult for, say, more traditional style players. Uh, who encounter uh, folks using urethane. But that's really my best recommendation on how to kind of counteract and, and, and try to uh, stay ahead of uh, the the transition and everything that's going on when folks are using it.
1: So, so Matt, the, the thought then occurs to me and um, and goes going back to when you said when teams are setting up their – captains are setting up their teams – um, in a single setting, I'm, all bets are off. You use what you need to knock down all 10 pins. But in a, in a team event like the Open Championships, is that something, as a captain, you might want to say, hey, look, guys, we want everyone to, to use ureth- or to use reactive resin so we all have a shot come game three, as opposed to that one guy who says, no, I have to throw urethane, and then no one has a shot game three.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely think that the captains and most of the teammates Need to be very conscious of of what everybody's doing, and I I think urethane, if used properly, um, and played in the right spot, could be could maybe be okay, um, if if it's used in the right way and played in the right spot, it could be all right. Now, I mean, say you know, say say you got maybe like kind of like a typical shorter pattern, and maybe say the out bounce is pretty good. You know, you can get a little bounce off one two. Well. If I got a urethane I guy just piping it up like 12, 13, 14 and my lay down, I'm not going to get that far left. Then that's OK. If, if, if he's going to keep it left of left of 10 and I'm speaking for a right hander here, if he's going to keep it left of 10. He's actually going to give me hold. And that's now that's a big benefit. And as the game goes on, you know, sure, we'll we'll creep left. Maybe we get into, you know, 13, 14, but we're really not we're really not going to be too, too badly affected. Um, if as long as he's not using a ton of surface and his, you know, his rev rate isn't super, super high. Um, but you know, a scenario like that, it won't be the end of the world. And I would maybe try to look at it like, Hey, we might get some benefit out of this deal that this guy might create some push for us and we'll, we'll create some room. So that could be a positive, uh, on the negative side, if he's just kind of throwing it all over the place or trying to play out, uh, I tell you what, with how the lanes are being conditioned and with how fast we're seeing the, the team pattern transition, and that's just based on how, how USBC is uh, deciding to uh, condition the lane, I tell you what, I would you couldn't pay me to throw urethane, and that's saying I'm left-handed or right. I mean, you couldn't offer me $400 before a team event to throw urethane just because I, I know our team would have no chance of, of generating even perhaps remotely a top 15 or 20 score. And it's it's really about the team and having success with 10 o- nine other people than it is about you making a couple extra hundred bucks in brackets. And if that's what your goal is, I don't want you on my team anyways. And Maybe that's a little more callous uh, way to look at it, but uh, team captains should be pretty, pretty well aware of that and try to get everybody on board to work together, um, you know, success is, is is something that's much more genuine and fulfilling if it's shared with others than if it's just yourself.
1: Matt, I also have to remind folks, please remember, check out bowlingthismonth.com. Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips. Lots of great articles that take deep dives into some of the topics we've hit on. Also, a lot of the balls you've heard Matt talk about. You're looking for more information on them. Check them out as well on the ball review section on BowlingThisMonth.com. Again, everything, all you need at your fingertips, BowlingThisMonth.com. Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and also H5G Brands. We've talked about this too. The great folks at H5G Brands are going to get you looking sharp for that tournament. No hidden artwork fees. They send you the mock-up jersey. Great communication. Quick turnaround. Just make sure you're communicating to them when you need your shirts by. But again, check out everything at H5GBrands.com. Everything you need, no hidden artwork fees, thousands of designs, design your own jersey, design your own team shirt. If you're looking for something like that for all of you, for whether that's city, state, or nationals, again, check out everything at h5gbrands.com. All right, Matt, final couple questions here. Let's talk as people get ready for their tournaments. We see that seemingly after the first of the year, people will be bowling more events. What advice do you have for people to get themselves into tournament shape? You
0: know, the- I know it's kind of cliche, but tell you what, get into the bowl and at least be putting in some, some games. Um, You know, I, I know it's very cliche, but you got to really put in some games. You also have to put in games that are, that are focused on improving what you're working on. I I would say see a uh, USBC certified uh, coach that is reputable in your area or, or say even take a trip over to Kegel or uh, to the ITRC and work with uh, some very good coaching professionals there. Um, but you know, or uh, Mr. Mark Baker runs uh, runs really good camps with Barry Asher and some other really great coaches. So there's there's a lot of areas to to get good coaching. I would say go first thing, go get some really good coaching, and they can help you identify probably two, three, maybe four things that you'll need to work on while you're practicing to really improve your game. Now, when you go out and you, really, you, you put in some focused games, you might only need to throw four to six games a week to start turning the tide and improving. If you go out just kind of aimlessly and start putting in games, well, I don't know if you're going to get all that much better. Um, you'll get a little better, but not much. The second thing I'd say is really work on your spare game i know this is kind of just a soapbox topic but a lot of people give away at least 60 to 80 pins maybe 100 pins in missed makeables even in a three to four game set of league and that's generally when the conditions are easy and spare shooting is is easier than if say you're bowling a tournament where the conditions are a little flatter and spare shooting especially at multiple combinations or sleepers can be much more trying so um you know, I definitely think uh spare shooting is something that you should really, really practice. And if you're near a newer center with the GS with the Brunswick GS X pin setters, you can go into a spare mode where it allows you to set spares. You can set buckets and half buckets and three six tens and uh four nines and two tens and you can really hone your skills at at getting good at making those. Um that's that's really kind of the two areas that I see Uh, physically where players can help give themselves a better chance to be more competitive in the upcoming season. The second thing I would say after the physical work is go through and maybe do some mental work and really identify some of your mental competition uh, opportunities and uh, develop a way to improve those areas. A a great book that I give a lot of my students is called the inner game of tennis uh, by Timothy W. Galway. It's a really quick read. It's, I think it's like 10 to 13 dollars at Barnes and Noble or wherever you want to pick it up, or on Amazon. And it's a great mental fundament, or it's a great mental game fundamentals book. and it's, it's a, it really, really helps a lot of the bowlers that I've suggested to. The last thing, once again, go into your local Storm VIP Pro Shop or your nearest Pro Shop professional. Make sure you see somebody who's very good and very reputable. Show them your arsenal and identify the areas where you have gaps and so he can recommend balls that will fill those gaps for you make sure your grips are changed i've been using turbo grips for the last 11 years and absolutely i think they're the best out there but that's just my opinion and i've had a lot of success with them make sure your grips are changed and fresh make sure your cover stocks are fresh you know most pro shop operators will will charge you a very nominal fee just to freshen up your covers by using an Avalon pad and some cleaner on the spinner. So those things, they're they're, they're pretty small things, but if you add them up, they kind of make a big, big difference and can really help everybody be more successful for 2020.
1: Matt, I'd also love to hear your opinion regarding taking that practice session that you're at and maybe changing the cover stocks on some of your equipment to see how it rolls. Maybe you get into a situation where you want... Uh, something with a little more surface or less surface, but love to hear your perspective on doing that during a practice session, so you really can learn a little bit more about your equipment.
0: Absolutely, I I, I really strongly suggest that. And for everybody who's listening to this, if you got a ball for 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 most players, what I'm finding, especially if you got a ball with our new uh, uh, spec coverstock, that's a Storm Performance Enhanced coverstock. Um, generally, though, we're finding. That those covers are working really well with Shine, with React, using our Storm React to Shine on it. So maybe if you have uh, like a Crux Prime or a Pro Motion or a Gravity Evolved that say, "Boy, this ball really isn't cutting the mustard for me. I think I need to. Uh, I'd like to change it up and experiment a little bit." I, I'm telling you, throw some Shine on that ball, and I think the reaction is going to get a lot better, and it's going to be a really good benchmark ball for you. That's very smooth and very controllable. Um, I know, uh, I know that's been the case with a lot of the tour players and, and, higher level players that I've worked with that have had those balls in your hand, but also feel free, like you said, Tim, to, to maybe throw a little surface on something. If you got a slower ball, see what happens. If you slow it down a little more, if you have a quicker ball, maybe say, put a little surface on it. And if the lanes get a little over under or a little cliffy, it still is a quick enough response ball where it provide enough RG to get down the lane without wanting to fight you front to back. And then maybe uh, that surface smooths out the back end just a little bit for you where you get, you know, you still get enough angle to kick out the 10. So I think that's a great piece of advice. And definitely if you're going to bowl tournaments, folks, keep a good set of Avalon pads in your bag. You know, I'm, I, I would say uh, a thousand, maybe uh, a a thousand uh two thousand and a four thousand i I think those are kind of the three you need maybe a 500 and you can use it very very lightly um you know if if you get to a place that has a long pattern out with maybe a lot of volume and you need something that's going to slow down and and read the lane a little better Uh, Mm -hmm. but i don't think you need to crowbar anything that that kind of gets us into that past uh, statement about folks using urethane or or folks just really wrecking lanes for the rest of the tournament folks that happen to to come by there. So I I don't feel there's an advantage to crowbarring balls, uh, but, you know, little surfaces that is always can be helpful.
1: Before I go, I'd like to let you know I have a new sponsor of the podcast, so please check them out, the True Amateur Tournaments, the TAT Amateur National Tournaments taking place at the Orleans January 27th through february 2nd you can catch all that action more information check out tatbowl.com for all your information there everything gets started uh, january 27th at the orleans this year lots of great insight information lots of tournaments out there lots of money to be made i know if you're if you're on the fence by the way check out t-a-t-b-o-w-l for all your questions a great tournament jamie mcwilliams and his crew do a great job with that event every year being held this year at the orleans You can have your equipment shipped right to the Orleans directly. That's simple, straightforward. You get there on your flight, your bowling balls are right there. All of that stuff, everything you need, any information, there's a great room rate for everyone at the Orleans if you're interested. Again, check out tatbowl.com. And on that note, Matt, thank you for being here on the Above180.com podcast. All the best of luck moving forward, and certainly we'll be catching up with you again down the road. Thanks,
0: Tim. It's always a pleasure to be on the show and uh, wish you and
1: your family a happy holidays.